When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. combined experience this is the bob ryan and jeff goodman podcast nba some college a little bit of everything you know what can i say but it wasn't going to happen here with him i was okay with it because it wasn't about talent i didn't think all right let's get right to it okay the band is back together uh it's great to see everybody jeff goodman bob ryan it is the ryan goodman tangway along for the ride podcast Mm -hmm. kind of get you up to date on what's going on in the nba not a lot going on but some big topics, nonetheless, as we are driven by Bet Online. Yes, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. So, guys, let's get to it with Durant. That is obviously the big story. Bob Ryan, I'll start with you. That is the albatross hanging over the nets. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how do you feel about this, and who has the leverage? Uh, I, you know, he probably does because they've got to do something. You know, he's not, he's not going to not play. I don't think, but uh, interesting. Um, I, I'm not big on that leverage thing myself. I mean, I, I understand what I'm saying. The most interesting fallout this week that I read was the NBA television schedule is being held up until they find out what team he's going to play for. And if he's not with the Nets, they're not going to be on national TV very much. Wow. And if he is, they are. And I don't know. So that's that's the, an, an interesting ramification, to put it that way. Hey, regardless, regardless, the Nets should take the place of the Knicks on Christmas. What the hell are the Knicks doing on TV on <laughs> Christmas? I don't care if the Nets don't get anything back for Kevin Durant, which we know if they trade him, they're going to get something good back. So, you know, it's going to be a good player plus Kyrie, who whether you love him or hate him, he, he is must-see TV when he plays. And then Ben Simmons, like – that Nets team is going to be intriguing no matter – they're going to get something good back for KD. Now, if they won't get what they originally hoped for, you know that. I mean, everybody's got a yeah, but, for example, I read – you see, uh, New Orleans, um, they're not giving up Brandon Ingram, uh, I don't think. So, because they dream about uh, you know, they would, having him with, with Zion and Ingram, but uh, they're, not, they, they're not giving up Ingram, apparently. You're telling me – you're telling me, Bob, if you were David Griffin – you would not give up Brandon Ingram for Ke- – I mean, I know you've said you wouldn't give up Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant, so I guess you wouldn't well, give up Brandon Ingram for well, I don't want Durant around at all, but period. So, I mean, I, if they want him to, to – Okay, but the Celtics are in a different position than New Orleans. Yes, oh, very different. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 what a risky proposition for them to, to, to mess around with. You know, I, I'm dead against this. Yeah. Nothing's changed. 
I'm dead against this. And, and I think there's a growing sentiment of people becoming aware. It doesn't, it's not, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for the Celtics to mess around with the chemistry that they've created. And I'm the bored. depth that they just brought. If they trade him along with White, along with the, that, there goes the, some of the depth that they just created. They just created a needed depth. They're good enough to win without him. They don't need him. Stop it. I don't know if they're good enough to win the whole thing without him. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm with Jeff. Who's the favorite? If they're not, right now. Who's the favorite? Golden are State? You, wait, wait. Are you telling me still in a seven-game series, even with Gallo, with Brogdon, you're still going to bet against Steph Curry after watching what he did? I'll take my chances. The Celtics were right there. They lost the last two. Steph, won, Steph is a great player. I, I'm – I'm, hey, who knows? Maybe they went the best of thirteen. The well, Celtics would have won. I don't know. I, there was no. They weren't outclassed. No, they, no, were, they were not outclassed. They were and not outclassed. We know the, 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 no, Golden State saying. also. Hey, Golden State also may have a kid named James Wiseman next. I understand that. Okay, fine. I and so after the other favorites, fine. But I mean, if the Celtics get back to the finals again, I'm not. I think that's a pretty good thing. So I'm not worried about. It. That's my, what I'm worried my about. concern. Is I don't want with, my concern with this group of. Because I'm more with Jeff. I wish I was Adam and it's Bob Ryan. I'm more. No, I'm torn. Are I'm you torn, Gary? I'm torn because right. look, right. this Boston Celtic team is very likable. I mean, they're just really likable. My God. I mean, when they're going to be more about... likable with Brogdon. Yeah, of course. But I mean, just as like personalities, like, okay, could you ever get mad at like Jalen Brown? No, I mean, the guy is civic-minded, he's smart, he's an upstanding citizen. I mean, there's so many good – I mean, like, if you have a daughter, you want him to date Jalen Brown. I mean, Jalen Brown – Jason Tatum, what's the worst thing he's ever done? He put his kids on TV too much, you know? I mean, there is nothing wrong with this Celtic team. And you love the coach, and they're just really good people. I mean, Marcus Smart – Marcus is kind of like – Marcus is Marcus, but they're really good people. So that's why I like them. And I think that's important when it comes to team chemistry. So funny. It, it's just so funny because we should play back Gary Bob back in, in January. I hate him. I hate him. I can't watch him. They're unlikable. All of us said it. It wasn't just <laughs> Gary. And now I love them. I like them. They're likable. Well, they it, all, it's, just, it's, it's amazing though, isn't it? I've never yeah, seen well, maybe kind of test with. Wait, I've wait. never seen a team do a 180 like this. No. Bob said that. Bob, you've never seen that in all, all the time. Not, nothing to that extent, yeah, I mean, no. So, but having said that, gentlemen, for the sake of this discussion and continue to explore this, because I, I, I think, you know, I think the great basketball minds like Bob Ryan and, and, and Jeff Goodman could talk about this forever. In my humble opinion, if Milwaukee comes back healthy, if Golden State comes back healthy, which Jeff alluded to, I don't think the Celtics are as good as those two teams. I think they need Durant to be as good as those two teams. That's what that's what, that's the little voice in my head. I know how Bob feels, Jeff. I'll give I'll give you Milwaukee with Middleton. Obviously, that scares the hell out of me, Bob. I picked them and before it started. Okay, I, in the East for sure. I picked Milwaukee. So and and they were, I'm very happy that he wasn't playing against them in a sense because I but I do generally like to see everybody have their their fair share their fair chance okay but yeah they, they wouldn't be prohibitive favorites and so so this you know we still got people who can get we we're going to be watching Tatum Tatum the biggest issue with the Celtics that if they stand pat which they hope they do is is how Jason Tatum's going to react to the criticism that he received uh, for his uh, you know unspectacular performance in the finals and. 
and and I think he he's I, like I, this. I like, he's like this, Bob. He does, honestly, I don't think he gets too rattled by any of that. I I really don't think. Don't. He, but is he capable of being inspired by by? Uh, uh, I think well, so. I don't think you're going to see it on his face if he. Is. No, no, but I know, but performance. I, I, I he'll be yes. I think he's motivated. Well, that's the case yes. with the with the additions that they made without and without any loss. Nothing they needed. They gave up nothing they needed nothing. to pick up two guys. One for sure will help them, and the other we hope will. We're not positive that Gallinari has how much he's got left in the tank. But I think if Durant comes back, I think they can win it all with Durant. Now, having said that, you lose Jalen Brown. You have Kevin Durant. He's 34 years old. What's his health status going to be? How much do you risk him during the regular season? What's, you know, how's his head? I think if Kevin Durant is right mentally and physically, they can win it all next year. I mean, think Jaylen, about this starting five, all right, the top seven. All right, I'm going to give you the top seven. Sure. If make a, a trade without having to give up Marcus Smart, which I think if you're Brad Stevens, you hold out for that. You just say, you know what? We're bidding against nobody. I'm going to wait till Kevin Durant has the report, and then Sean Marks has no choice. He's got to make a move. So Malcolm Brogdon and Marcus Smart as your two guards. Elite defenders. They can play together. Brogdon, both of them can kind of make plays. Brogdon, obviously, higher IQ basketball player offensively, moves the ball, makes the right decisions. Smart, uh, again, we know what he is. KD and Tatum. I mean, imagine at the end of a game, closing out a game and having those two dudes to be able to make plays and then Robert Williams at the five. So defensively, you're, you're pretty much just as good. I know everybody's like Jalen Brown, this Jalen Brown, that he he is slid defensively. He is not the player that he was a few years ago. And Kevin Durant with that length defensively is a menace when he wants to be. And then you got Gallo and Horford coming off the bench. That's your top seven. That is damn good. That's the favorite. You're the you're clearly the favorite with that seven, Bob. Well, but this uh, year, but Bob's argument is, uh, what about the next ten years? No, but, not necessarily. I, no, no, I think he's talking this year. I think Bob would rather year. have Jalen Brown this year. Um, I just want to win with this guy. I don't need this guy. I don't want this guy. I don't trust this guy anymore. No, seriously, That's fair. I That's do fair. not trust him. I don't like the way he's devolved, not evolved. I don't like the way he's devolved as, as, as a personality and as a, a thinker about what he wants. And, you know, and not, I, once again, I will say he's nowhere near the level of inscrutability of, you know, who, but, right. but he's not reliable. as Okay. He but here, all right. And Fair. I'll play devil's advocate. Let me play devil's advocate here. Um, again, I've known him a long time. Uh, really, really like I love Kevin Durant. Up until, honestly, he chose to play with Kyrie. Loved him. The whole way. I love what he did going to Golden State. I was completely behind him. I thought it was a mature move to win and sacrifice instead of playing with Russell Westbrook and not winning and not playing the right way. So I was all in on that when when half the country hated him for it, right? Mm -hmm. Now, to me, is there anything that can be said about the fact that everybody's killing him right now he can't come out and say it publicly, but is this Kevin Durant admitting he made a mistake going to play with Kyrie Irving and saying, you know what? I want out. I can't say it publicly and kill my buddy and kill Kyrie, but I'm saying it without saying it. I'm saying I want to trade. Well, I want out. Here's you know, the I thing think- that I think is going to happen guys is, is 
the Nets are going to have to trade him because he's not going there. Because I think that he does realize that if he goes back to the Nets, his career is over. That's what I think he feels. Because you can't depend on Kyrie. And And Ben Simmons. unknown. I mean, if he goes to Boston, he knows what he's got. He's got a guy. He's got a coach. He's got a team. He's got a roster. So I don't think that Kevin Durant is going to play another game for the Nets. Because at the age of 34, he realizes this is it. And if he goes back to the Nets, he's done. No, and we, we have to make sure we, we remind people. You made one allusion to it earlier. What do you think the over-under on games he's going to play is? Bob, I have no idea. You know, I'm not even going to try. Jeff, what do you think about that? What do you mean, over-under? Regular season. What games are you going to play this year uh, due to health reasons? As long as he plays 60 and plays in the postseason, who cares? All it's right. the same thing with Malcolm Brogdon, right? Like, go ahead, miss your 20 games. That keeps Peyton Pritchard happy. You know, he'll get his minutes in those 20 games. And Malcolm Brogdon, be healthy when it matters in the postseason. Get your chemistry, play 60, 65 games. Same thing with Kevin Durant. If you play 70, great. But to me, the, the magic number is 65. All right, let's move on to this one. And when I, I, I you know, I like Giannis. He, he seems to be a really nice guy. But when I, I saw this in print, where and, and he's a very, he's a smart guy. He was probably just having a very reasonable conversation. But when you're, if you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan, you can't sit there and hear your guy that you're paying $250 million to that's won a championship with you, that is your franchise, to hear him say, well, yeah, at the end of my career, I would like to go play for the rival of the Chicago Bulls because Michael Jordan did. I mean, hello. You know what? I'm, it's 2022. It, I, I don't know where the cutoff is exactly, but when we have to reconcile that it's a wholly different world in every which way, including matters such as this. But we're here in a different world. If this statement had been made, Certainly five years ago, you know, we'd all be turning. I'm not even going to tear my hair out. Uh, I, the world, there's a different crop of people, the different sensibilities, different, different. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't freak out if I were a Bucks fan. I, I'd just say, okay, but, you know, you're still here now. That wouldn't bother me at all. That's me. I'm sure that it's probably not speaking for the majority. This is the world we're living in. This is the world. He's got a whole frame of reference. That's thank you. I was trying to search for the. Yeah, it's a, they, they all have a different frame of reference than we once had. I, I'm, I'm as not. Long, listen, as long as Milwaukee is competitive and fighting for NBA championships and, and Eastern Conference Finals appearances, Giannis will stay in Milwaukee. The moment that that thing falls apart, he's gone. In my opinion, I don't care how good good a guy he is, and he is. He's elite level human being, all that work ethic. Every, you never hear a bad word. I almost think he was being too honest here and, and just saying like, yeah, who wouldn't want to play for Chicago? It's a great city. You know, Michael Jordan came, you know, obviously that's a long time ago. He didn't watch MJ, but still he knows the history. Um, I just think he was being honest. And, you know, again, I, who wouldn't want to be in Chicago right now, by the way, in the summer rather than Milwaukee? <laughs> Well, I like Milwaukee, but that's Milwaukee's okay. underrated, too. Oh, come on. Chicago compared to Milwaukee in the I love summer. Chicago. It's one of my five top American cities. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Wrigley Field. But, but I do You're like right. Milwaukee. Right. I got nothing against Milwaukee. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, it's uh, interesting. It's, it's just sign of the times. You know, okay. He, you know he will give his 110% to the Bucs. Don't, don't worry about that. Okay. A break in the action with Bob and Jeff. 
tell you about Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, Major League Baseball scores, fights, even the upcoming NFL season's futures. Uh, Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, uh, live betting, favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, let's get back to the conversation with Bob and Jeff. Um, Bob noticed this, being the well-rounded person that he is, but no games on election day, Bob. This is an interesting statement by the NBA uh, that uh, now, obviously, there's only two leagues, well, there's three leagues that could theoretically make this uh, declaration, uh, everybody but baseball, although baseball is going to November 5th, if there's a game seventh this year, by the way, we just learned yesterday. Uh, and But, you know, it's an interesting, I'm not, uh, uh, and it, they're, they're trying to promote what civic awareness, I guess, or something. It, 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 it's, it's an interesting uh, new angle, don't you think? I, I just arched an eyebrow and not in disapproval, but oh, really? Well, you know, who exactly who are they trying to impress ultimately? I'm not sure, but well, I think they, I, I think <laughs> I'm going to assume uh, that the NBA is or the players generally are on more on the liberal side of things. And I don't know if there's a lot of Trump supporters or a lot of Republican supporters in the NBA, which is my read. So I think they want to make, you know, they're making a statement that 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 they, they want to make get them to well. They want to have people go to the polls. They want them to be available. They want players to be available to go to the polls, and they want to encourage players to go to the polls. I mean, there's been a big push in college basketball that you know they don't they don't have games um, on, on election day. They don't have practices now. They, you know, the um, Champions Classic, which is set to always kick off college basketball on that Tuesday, has been pushed back a week mm-hmm. this year because of Election Day. So uh, I, I feel like it's just kind of every league is eventually going to go this route because, again, you know, listen, for better or worse, politics have have come to the forefront a lot more for the younger yeah. generation now it's a, it's an interesting move and it's i, I just caught my attention and yeah. you know i said once again welcome to 2022 well, the, the owners the owners can go vote right the players can vote left wing because the owners will vote with their pocketbook and then we'll, we'll see what happens <laughs> um uh, oh pete carrell yeah uh, the great pete carrell and i passed away at 94 92 92. Bob Ryan, the floor is yours. Princeton coach went on to be an assistant in the NBA with the Kings. Yeah, there is an NBA connection, of course, with the Kings, thanks to his uh, player, uh, Jeff Petrie. And and he wound up spending the rest of his life out there. Uh, This is a fascinating man. First of all, the title of his book, folks, is I Loved Always. He wrote a book, and the title was The Smart Take from the Strong. Spoken from the perspective of a guy five foot six and a half inches, who was an all-state basketball player in Pennsylvania, by the way. Um, Pete Carroll was a, a, a character, a true American original character, and uh, uh, a, and a great coach uh, at and 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 at Princeton. Uh, helped along with Penn, they dominated the Ivies. His style of play was controversial with some people, into you know, with 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 the pass, 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 backdoor uh, stuff. Uh, I'll tell you one thing about him that I hadn't taken, I had um, uh, thought about a whole lot. 
he was an early big advocate of the three. Uh, he, he, he embraced the three. And I don't know whether Daryl Morey got this from him or not, because his, his rationale was three is better than two. I got a feeling Daryl Morey got that from Pete Carrill, not, and not the other way around. Uh, but anyway, um, a, a really a fascinating guy. I, my exposure to him was uh, uh, at first from a, a Boston College basketball player named Bobby Duquette, who coached at Marquette and, and St. Peter's of Jersey City, and, and, and who was an assistant at Princeton as well. And I was down there for a game, and he, ended, he took me in there after the game, and I met Pete. And Pete walks over to, his, to a locker and picks up a, a sneaker of one of his players, a 6'7 guy, who was size 14, and says, this is why he can't play defense. <laughs> size 14 don't move too well laterally he said but just a tribute to uh, uh one anecdote john killalay the late john killalay the longtime celtic assistant and very well-known uh local high school coach in massachusetts uh was a scout for the celtics um and in 1970 the 70 71 uh, 69 70 season uh he was on a scouting mission took him to los angeles where he attended a practice princeton was out there to play ucla Defending champion UCLA. This is the Wicks Road team after after Lou Alcindor uh, graduated. And John Kelly reported to me, uh, and, and then he saw them play the game the next night. And he said it was the greatest application of game planning and a practice uh, tech, practice uh, uh, concept to a game in college he had ever seen. And in that game, Princeton lost on a tip-in by Sidney Wicks at the buzzer. They came that close to beating UCLA at Poly Pavilion. And he just was so marveling at what, what a great coaching job it was, win or lose, for Princeton to play that well and, and do exactly what they were supposed to do against UCLA. The last time we saw his team was in 1996 when they beat UCLA, the defending right. national champion, and, uh, and that backdoor play on the baseline, double cut by Gabe Llewellyn, and – that was uh, that they knocked off uh, in, in you know UCLA in the tournament, and uh, they did lose their next game, which was his last game. Hall of Famer, class of '97, a good guy to hang out with. Let me tell you, you want to have a beer with Pete Carrill? Funny, yeah, funny dude. A good guy to hang out with, but a a a a, a guy he knew exactly he, he he knew exactly what he was doing. Frankly, yeah, you I ever have contact times. with him, Jeff? I met him a couple times, and just a big personality. Uh, funny, uh, you know, just kind of could, could own a room. I mean, that, that's, that's what he did. And you just kind of wanted to listen to the stories and, you know, it's funny, Bob, like fewer and fewer coaches now are playing using the Princeton uh, offense, even, even his kind of disciples. Yeah. You know, there's a few of them out there. Mitch Henderson, you know, still coaching at Princeton. Yeah. Uh, Chris Mooney, obviously has done a you know, really good job over the course of his career and took Richmond to the NCAA tournament last year. They still use a lot of, a lot of people use like Princeton principles now, but they're not running like full. Well, some of the stuff that they did that they, they were the nightmare opponent in the first round for the, in a tournament during many of those years. Yeah. Georgetown. They almost beat. Georgetown. I was at that game. The Now let me tell you about the Georgetown game, which was in Providence in 89. And it's, it, there was no seating as we know it now, but basically it was a one sixteen. If it would, it would have been, it was the equivalent of a one sixteen, and they're playing Alonzo Morning and company at Providence. And they got him down by like 10 in the second half at one point. And it ends with morning blocking a shot on Bob Scrabus, which many people felt was a goal 10. And I was rooting like hell for Princeton, but no, it wasn't. It was a great play by morning in my opinion, but what something, here's what occurred to me. 
and 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 I should have put the two and two together on the three in that game. The way they were going out, that they had to had to play Georgetown. Every they had every basket in the game they made, with one exception, was either a three or a layup. There were no not one mid range except there was a six foot putback, a long rebound, six to eight feet that that Scrabus pushed just slapped back up. Every other shot, and that was way ahead of its time. It's nineteen eighty nine that they did this, but that was another people remark about how that game, it's, that's a game where in, in, in losing, they didn't lose. They just didn't win. You know what I'm saying? In the eyes of people. All right. I got one more. Uh, I got to read you something from his book. And, and this is, this is Pete Kirill. And this is from his book. And, and he said, um, for me, the basic thing has to be teaching. I was reading in a newspaper once about a professor who was retiring and the kind of teacher he had been. Very demanding, always insisted on best effort, a little cantankerous. I thought, hey, they're talking about me, except that I yell and swear. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he was a, a Spanish descent. He was his Pedro. Pedro is on his birth certificate. Really? I didn't know that. And very proud Spanish descent. Oh. Now, you know, you know, you, you, we have all kinds of Latin American ethnics, but we don't have, we don't talk, think about actual Spaniards. In America, you know, but he's from a Spanish family, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Anyway, it's a big loss to the basketball world, basketball community, uh, and the NBA, the the uh, uh, Hall of Fame, basketball Hall of Fame has announced that they're going to be pay tribute to him for a full month this year. So that's the that's the stature of Pete Carrillo, and uh, uh, you know, R.I.P. Petey. Uh, Bob, great stuff as always. We appreciate it. Jeff, good to talk to you. Guys, we'll do it again next week, and maybe we'll have a new chapter in the Durant <laughs> scenario. I hope not. Okay. <laughs> All right, fellas. I'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Okay. That's good. Unless he goes somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Exactly. Right. <laughs>